Hello and welcome to the Option Plus podcast. What a year. It was very interesting. There are many technologies that went further. This year, uh, we have experienced the birth of uh, modern, maybe latest generation AI, including the open source models. Uh, we have experienced the growth of Nostra social network and many other interesting developments. And uh, at the beginning of this year, I have wrote a short ebook, which you can find in my eShop, which is called Cypherpunk Visions and Trends 2023 to 2025. And the reason I wrote this uh, short book is that um, I tried to write my latest main book uh, called uh, Cryptocurrencies Hack Your Way to a Better Life in a way that would be a little bit uh, timeless. So it should uh, the content should uh, be up to date and relevant uh, maybe in five to 10 years, hopefully. So it's more about strategies. It's more, more about mindsets, the way to think and how you can use uh, cryptocurrencies in, uh, in your life to improve your lives. And um, then I was thinking about what is happening uh, right now at the beginning of the year. I was uh, trying to figure out what my vision for the next year is. And that includes the vision for what is going around me, not only in my own life. And I wanted to see uh, uh, what is uh, going to happen and what I would like to happen specifically in the in the cypherpunk technologies and cypherpunk ways of life. So I, I, I wanted to see, okay, what software would I like to see? And is going, uh, it is likely going to be developed. Um, what uh, what will be the main societal pressures uh, that affect not only me but uh, many other cypherpunks as well and i wrote a book uh, that uh, was not so much a prediction of what is going to happen but more like a vision of what i would like to see happen uh, what i would like to bring to the world world what i would like to help and i came up with uh, a list of topics, list of ideas, and uh, uh, I, pu I published uh, the book. And um, then uh, came Pizza Day in Paralnipolis, which is a celebration of the purchase of two pizzas for 10,000 bitcoins. It's one of the uh, most uh, interesting and most significant events in the history of Bitcoin, because uh, there was clearly now a market price of uh, uh, of uh, Bitcoin. So 10,000 Bitcoin uh, buys you uh, two pizzas. So that, that, there was a conference that is happening every year in Paralnipolis. And um, at this conference, I wanted to present the cypherpunk visions and trends. I deliberately chose a three-year period because we usually uh, overestimate what we can do in one year, but underestimate what uh, we can do or what is going to happen in five years. So I, I chose three years, uh, which is uh, like 
not immediate features which you can see from from roadmaps of projects but uh, a little bit uh, longer trend but not so far away detached uh, that it would be either not achievable or completely detached from reality so um since the beginning of year many of the things that i um, presented really happened so i'm glad and you can uh, you can uh, judge for yourself and there are many things that i would like to see in the next uh, two years so i hope you enjoy this recording of cypherpunk visions and trends and uh, it's from pizza day from Paralnipolis. have fun so i had a, a few interesting conversations yesterday at the party one was with michael and some others and uh, one of the conversations was about um, the thing that people come to this place to Paralni police and they don't give a shit about cypherpunks and crypto anarchy it's this feeling of you know we need to predict the next price of bitcoin hopefully it will be 10x and uh, whatever you know the games are pl uh, playing here you know signing messages only on routing and privacy and liberty it's uh, it's not cutting it for for many people they're they're not interested so hopefully uh you are different <laughs> and uh i want to talk uh, about uh, the program of cryptonarchy and cypherpunks uh, but not as it was written in the ancient papers of uh, late 1980s, like Cryptoanarchist Manifesto, but what is happening now and what, what we can expect, what we can work on, and um, what we can um, play with. Uh, because I hope that this is a playful experience uh, for most people. Um, I wrote a mini ebook uh, thinking about this, which is uh, the same as the name of this talk. And I purposely limited it to three years, 2023 and 2025. I didn't want to, you know, make up visions uh, for a 50 year plan or something. Um, so this is, uh, uh, this uh, relates uh, also to other conversation. Uh, it seems everything's messed up in the world right now. We can probably feel it, you know, uh, the, the vibe of society is changing. People are kind of uh, lost, maybe uh, apathetic, maybe a little bit grumpy. Um, and in order for us to uh, build something better, we need to plant some uh, nice flowers and trees. So uh, this is uh, this is the vision for us. Uh, it's not a vision for the whole world. So you can opt in uh, to this parallel society, this cypherpunk world, but it's definitely not for everyone. So I will uh, now go through a few things that uh, are happening or that I hope will be happening more. Uh, I will start with the most boring thing, uh, which is uh, what uh, the others are doing. Uh, so uh, we see that there are many regulations and, you know, the governments try to kind of squeeze every penny out of, uh, out of, uh, um, the tax slaves uh, out of the financial system, inflation, and so on. 
so this is something that we see. Uh, what most people don't see that there is a, a counterforce to this, which is uh, that some countries are going the opposite way and they are trying to attract, uh, you know, the rich uh, Bitcoiners to their countries to spend their money there. Um, I wrote this uh, uh, paper, uh, Post-COVID Economic Recovery. Uh, it is. Uh, it looks very serious. I wanted to write a policy paper as a joke <laughs> uh, because uh, when you uh, when you criticize what is happening in the world they will often say okay so you smartest now you know so you tell us what we should do so I told them I wrote the paper um, um, it's about deregulations it's about uh, uh, making immigration easy attracting people not taxing them allowing them to innovate to do whatever they want so this is this is what's going uh, to be uh, happening um what is uh, interesting is that most states are or statesmen the uh, the politicians the bureaucrats they are in the mindset of we are making the rules and you all have to comply but that's not the case because we are in a supermarket for rules we can wake up and we can say, oh, this is a nice start, uh, country to start businesses in. This is a nice uh, country to grow weed in. This is a nice country for vacation. Oh, these guys are doing interesting things with money. Uh, so we can go and we can pick and choose. We can pick cherries, no problem. And we should do it. So we, we should really move our economic and private activity to where we are treated best and uh, there are countries that uh, uh, that uh, uh, figured it out and they they're trying to attract us okay so that's them now let's talk about us so um, during the pandemic and after the pandemic uh, there was this growth of new lifestyles um, people realized that they don't need to sit in an office to create value. Uh, if they're not sitting in an office, they can move wherever they want, maybe to a nicer place, maybe to a cheaper place, uh, and so on. And they also can be on the move, you know, if uh, their work is done somewhere on some corporate Slack or something, they can just uh, sit in a camper van <laughs> and, uh, and do it. So uh, one of the interesting uh, thing that is kind of coming uh, up uh, and uh, and growing lately is uh, an ancient uh, libertarian uh, lifestyle and philosophy of Vonu. I don't know, have any of you heard of Vonu? <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no one. Look it up. Um, it's, uh, it's a strategy, so it's not a, you know, a prescription for the world how it should be. It's a personal strategy that you can apply. Um, to be in the condition or quality of um, invulnerability to coercion. So basically, what you are optimizing is uh, you are trying to extend mean time to harassment by uh, whatever, police and so on. So these new lifestyles are on the rise. There's van nomadism, digital nomads, uh, cyphersphere nomads, that's hopefully us. So we are moving some of our uh, activities into this cyphersphere. Uh, of course, there are perpetual travelers and so on. So um, look it up, uh, see if uh, some different kind of lifestyle is not for you, maybe even part-time. 
I am definitely enjoying my uh, van nomadism and digital nomadism <laughs> uh, and cyphersphere nomadism. So enjoy some interesting numbers uh, just for the digital nomads because cyphersphere nomads are not uh, not that well measurable. Uh, but uh, if the global digital nomad community were a country, it would be number 41 by population size just after Canada and Morocco. Uh, it would be 38th most prosperous based on um, uh, gross national income per capita just after Portugal and Saudi Arabia. Um, and the average uh, digital nomad has a higher monthly budget than average income of citizens from the top five countries where digital nomads prefer to go. Uh, so this is not a this is not a small group of people, you know, the weirdos in cafeterias. This is a real economic force. And if we tend to them, if we help them, um, many of them have problems with bank transfers, with uh, bureaucracy, you know, getting uh, uh, getting hired and many, many other things. So uh, this is something important. I think uh, Venn nomads and uh, Cyphersphere nomads uh, are also important, but uh, it's uh, just harder to measure. Um, one thing that is uh, kind of uh, rising is uh, anonymous cooperation and uh, anonymity engineering. Uh, uh, at HCPP, we had a few great talks by, for example, Amir Taki and Rose, uh, and uh, they are um, uh, they are working on uh, on projects uh, uh, to facilitate anonymous cooperation, such as AnonDAO, uh, but. Uh, we can already see, you know, Bitcoin was created by an anonymous entity uh, called Satoshi, uh, and it led to something interesting and something beautiful. What is uh, what many people don't realize that this has very important consequences for the project or for the, for, for the result uh, of the cooperation. It's not just okay. We don't know the name of this person, but if we don't the name. Um, we can't coerce the person because we cannot attach a physical body to the nickname. Um, for example, if you have an organization and people are voting anonymously, no one sees the votes, you remove the signaling part uh, of voting. You know, many people in these organizations vote uh, uh, in the same way as, you know, the important high status people in the organization vote as well. If you remove this and uh, no one knows who uh, votes how, then uh, it's uh, quite interesting. Uh, there's uh, a huge development of uh, uh, the main primitives uh, of anonymous cooperation, of course, cryptocurrencies, end-to-end -end, uh, encrypted communication are both already in place, but now we are doing um, even more tools, um, such as zero-knowledge proofs and uh, many, many other things that are kind of composed into these new, new projects. If uh, we start using these, maybe... We don't know yet. Uh, I, I don't think this has been tried enough, uh, but uh, maybe we will uh, kind of switch to uh, less hierarchical uh, uh, societal structures and uh, maybe we will kind of get rid of uh, parts of our uh, private brain, uh, at least in uh, cooperation. Uh, I like the phrase shorting the state. <laughs> I am uh, uh, 
Uh, I am uh, my, my uh, financial position is always short fiat uh, because I uh, would like to be on the upside of inflation, uh, eating uh, uh, eating the value of fiat. So uh, I highly uh, recommend thinking about it. I don't know if doing it uh, shorting is not for everyone, um, but uh, uh, I think another form of shorting the state with much less risk is betting on parallel societies. So. On this picture, we have a, a nice shipping container village, uh, flea market, and uh, here we can uh, we can uh, uh, enjoy parallel markets, uh, informal economies, uh, and so on. For example, there has been a medicine shortage in Czech Republic. Yes, this is uh, you know Central Europe, European Union civilization. It's whatever third millennium. Uh, rockets are flying to space, and you cannot buy basic medicine in. <laughs> in um, in a pharmacy so uh this is something that uh, actually uh parallel societies and parallel markets can very easily solve it's a simple arbitrage you go to a place where there is medicine you buy it and uh, you take it to a place when when there where there's shortage so um i hope uh, people start participating in this a little bit more uh Parallel markets, this is a picture of uh, uh, current state of the banking system. This is how most banks actually look like when you uh, take off the pink glasses. Um, and uh, it's a very good thing that we have a parallel uh, financial system that doesn't look like this. Uh, it might not be beautiful, you know, high fees, scalability problems, privacy issues. It's not, you know, all um, all sunshine, but uh, but it's an option uh, that we can that we can use, and many people can uh, can use it. Um, I personally believe that uh, I've been saying it on this stage for a few years now that stability in this world is gone. Just forget it. This nothing is going to be stable. Uh, we are in the in the times of chaos and volatility, and we need to uh, we need to deal with it. We need to get used to it and maybe use it. Uh, so um, if we do this if we expect volatility uh, then we can switch our thinking and we can say okay everything is volatile what is the upside how can we use this uh, so uh, that's one thing that i encourage people to do uh, it's a little bit stressful uh, it needs a lot of courage to uh, admit that we live in a chaotic and volatile world uh, but uh, it's uh, much better than being in denial um, there are many people uh, that need this parallel financial system. Uh, people without passports, uh, without IDs. There are many people that are unbanked for various reasons, uh, and it's uh, it's uh, a significant part of the population uh, that we should target. There are people in countries uh, with uh, uh, with uh, very high inflation rates, such as Argentina or Turkey, and they need this. This is uh, their lifeline. They uh, they need to have uh, another option. 
But what is growing now these years is a category that I called uh, banked but pissed. You know, <laughs> uh, these are, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if you, if you know the, the small hacker device called Flipper Zero. It's, a, uh, it's a, like a universal hacking device with infrared and eye button and uh, radio scanner and so on. Um, uh, they were rising, uh, or th they rose uh, the uh, money for the project using Kickstarter. Most of it ended up in PayPal, and then PayPal said, no, freezing your account. So um, these people are pissed, and uh, they they want an alternative, and we have the uh, the alternative. So um, many normal people, many you know, uh, average people that you meet on the street have uh, these problems. You know, frozen account, transaction didn't go through. Uh, you know, the user experience is horrible. You want to pay your rent, and suddenly says, "Oh, before we send your money, please uh, provide us uh, current income statement and you know, certify that you're not a terrorist." Whatever the, the user experience is actually quite horrible. And we are building the alternative. The rise of Lunar Punk. Uh, hopefully, everyone here knows what Lunar Punk is. <laughs> um, uh, cypherpunk projects uh, either have to think about uh, how to uh, be resilient against state attacks. If they don't think, they will be probably uh, put out of market. Uh, but that's a good thing because the uh, remaining projects that survive these state attacks are um, uh, getting better and the whole ecosystem, of course, is getting better. So if you have uh, 10 projects and three, for example, Tornado Cash or uh, any other projects like this, if these are attacked by the state, uh, all the users will move to the uh, seven remaining projects that were actually resilient. And that means that the ecosystem as a whole is becoming more and more resilient against state attacks. So there's this cycle, you know, increasing regulation. We all see regulation is basically state attack. Um, uh, and uh, that results in cyphersphere becoming stronger. Of course, that also uh, means that there's creative destruction. So some projects won't make it. This is a very nice uh, uh, illustration of the cycle uh, from uh, a beautiful video. If you haven't seen this one, uh, please do it. Uh, it's, uh, it gives me chills all the time and I've seen it already at least 20 times. So highly recommend uh, to understand Lunar Punk and understand this, uh, these uh, dynamics. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. All right, we have hopefully pizza to pizza or peer to peer over the counter trades. Uh, uh, in Czechoslovakia, we used to call them vexlaks. Uh, so vexlaci, these are uh, these were people who were doing illegal um, or gray market uh, foreign currency exchange. And uh, uh, to states, uh, the foreign currency are are beautiful cryptocurrencies. Uh, we need to move from centralized exchanges. And I don't mean we need to withdraw our Bitcoin from centralized exchanges. I mean, we cannot use these things. They are not peer-to-peer. There are surveillance systems. They send all the data to uh, evil co 
companies such as the chain analysis companies and so on. So we need to, you know, get our SEs out, uh, go to some, you know, uh, nice hipster cafeteria such as Bitcoin Coffee in Paralni Police, hand out our cash and get our Bitcoin or the other way around. Um, in order to do this, uh, oh, is maybe somewhere here. Uh, here, she will tell you about a great uh, app that enables it called called Vexel, um, uh, but uh, there are many many other ways uh, how we can uh, how we can do the peer to peer trace or fi find the counterparty. Uh, we need to start actually doing it. It's not about uh, you know talking about it, but this is the way we need to interact on the cryptocurrency markets. Also, what will happen uh, is um, the rise of uh, proxy merchants, uh, because if the transactions are more and more controlled, maybe if someone uh, has this great idea of banning cash, uh, we will have a, uh, to use our cryptocurrencies uh, for purchases. So if you want to buy a new car, you want to uh, turn your Bitcoin into cash and uh, pay for the car. Maybe you won't be able uh, to convince the seller to take Bitcoin, but you will surely be able to find a proxy merchant that will uh, do the transaction for you. Uh, you will send them Bitcoin. They will pay with whatever, whatever uh, central bank digital currency uh, is uh, currently cool and uh, uh, and uh, that will uh, help you solve your problem. Um, oh, I forgot, uh, of course, the circular economies. Uh, there are many uh, very cool projects right now which allow you to uh, to sell your products or services directly for crypto. Uh, please uh, use them. Uh, we wanted to start a uh, 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 circular economy uh, activity during Pizza Day, which is uh, on Monday. And we would like uh, people to list uh, their products and services on one of these crypto marketplaces and really, really start using it. All right. Uh, many times the corporations say, say okay, uh, you have a really nice app, such as whatever, Vexel, Dark Market, uh, Super Anonymous Crypto Wallet, and uh, Anonymous DAO, and so on. But then they say, okay, nice app, but uh, under paragraph 27, section 7C, you are not allowed to do this, or we want a 30% cut and they will kick you from the stores. Uh, if they kick you from the stores, uh, it means uh, one very simple thing. You have no users. You may want to say, okay, sure, I have an APK that you can download and sideload to your Android and then, uh, you know, watch for the updates and so on. But most people will not do it. A very good alternative is uh, something that is called progressive web apps. Um, which is basically uh, an app experience, but it's a website that can work offline and it looks like an app. Uh, if you want to try it out, uh, one of the most famous is, of course, Pornhub, but I'm not going to <laughs> um, tell you to uh, install Pornhub. Uh, what you can do is uh, you can use Twitter this way. I have found that progressive web app of Twitter is actually better than uh, the native app of Twitter. So you go to the Twitter website, you log in, 
you click add to home screen and you have a something that looks like a normal uh, Android or iOS app that just works and uh, it goes around App Store, up, updates itself from the web. So this is our way around the stores. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, you cannot campaign to Apple to make it better. Sometimes it might work, but uh, if you don't, if your app is not popular yet, they will just kick you out and uh, and that's it. Uh, by the way, uh, BTC Pay server also has a point of sale system that works very good at progressive uh, as a progressive web web app. I think that uh, uh, also desktop applications are having a little bit of comeback. Uh, so we kind of stopped installing uh, applications. Uh, we uh, we do everything on the web, uh, but the web has a lot of privacy and other issues. So uh, this is a way to um, the way to uh, go around it. So uh, hopefully uh, people will start using these apps a little bit more as well. Um, both of these are permissionless alternatives uh, to corporate app stores. So there is no way for for these companies to censor the progressive web apps. They will just uh, just work if uh, if it works in the browser. It's uh, it's a web app, and of course, desktop app. You just download the installer and run it on your computer. Uh, the other side of this is that there are these very cool low-code, no-code uh, platforms. Also, uh, new AI models can help you with coding. So I will. I hope that this empowers people to create applications, to create websites. Um, one of the good examples uh, of a very good no-code platform is WordPress, which is an open source website management system uh, that has so many plugins that you can do basically anything without it. Uh, even if you run whatever a yoga studio and want to accept uh, cryptocurrencies, you install three plugins and it just works. It, you connect it together and you have booking, you have payment, you have everything. Uh, uh, if uh, you have a, a little bit more complex situation, you can uh, either use uh, AI tools to help you create WordPress plugins. People have been very successful uh, with it. Uh, the other option is uh, you can use tools such as BuddyBase. It's a, a free and open source platform to create um, normal looking apps. This is, this is an example. Um, basically database apps without coding. So I hope that this works. Uh, also, uh, what people are doing uh, and what you can see uh, also in Cyphersphere is people are creating applications that do not have a, a web-like or desktop-like user interface, but it's a bot that you chat with or now uh, that we have a very good open source uh, uh, speech to text, you can even talk to it. So you can send a voice message to your bot uh, that you uh, want to do something and, uh, and it uh, uh, it happens. So many of you are familiar with uh, Telegram bots for whatever peer-to-peer -peer trading and so on. So please uh, delete Telegram. Uh, it's uh, spyware and install something else. But uh, uh, the interface is here to stay. And with large language models, uh, it will become much better. You can just tell it what you what you want it to do, and uh, it it will work. Uh, speaking of AI. Uh, 
we have these uh, uh, politically correct uh, corporations that uh, want uh, <laughs> um, want to create the best AI that will, you know, never be biased and will never tell you how to make explosives and uh, tell you that cryptocurrencies are very risky and you should be very careful. And we don't want that shit. So <laughs> I'm very happy that uh, the growth in open source, la large language models, open source image generation uh, is here. And uh, you can actually use this open source model uh, models. So for example, one of them uh, that I like is uh, currently uh, Vaikuna uh, with 13 billion parameters and uh, with a special tech uncensored. Uh, so this is trained on uh, just uh, normal instructions. It will never give you a, you know, politically correct answer. You know, as a AI language model, I cannot recommend you dangerous cryptocurrencies. None of this shit. And it's going to get better. It is very uh, easy and very cheap to fine tune this. So we need to um, play with it. But it's here. It's This is not a vision of the future. You can run it on your laptop uh, or on your server today. Um, there is, of course, uh, Stable Diffusion, uh, which is an open source image generation app. So we have uh, many interesting tools and we need to integrate it into our uh, Cypherpunk toolkit. Um, of course, uh, uh, another thing that is happening that is going to open source and uncensored is uh, social networks. Uh, we are uh, integrating um, uh, uh, payments for content creators. So for example, uh, for podcasters, there, there are many apps that allow you to stream lightning payments to the podcaster. You can, you can boost, uh, uh, which means sending them a little bit more sats, um, when you like something and, uh, the podcaster actually gets the information. They see, okay, in this part, uh, the person sent me this message and attached a few sets uh, as a reward because they enjoyed what we create. Of course, if you uh, if you uh, are experimenting with uh, uh, parallel uh, social networks such as Mastodon or Nostr lately, Nostr is becoming really good. Uh, you can uh, you can zap. Uh, these uh, these Nostra notes, uh, and you can reward uh, the uh, the uh, creators. Uh, it is much better, I think, than just uh, mindlessly liking and getting uh, uh, or giving cheap uh, dopamine uh, doses um, to the to the recipients. Uh, money uh, means uh, that uh, that you actually thought about it, that uh, you think it's a good idea to have a little bit less of money because of the value you received in the in the Nostr note. Uh, please get on uh, Nostr. It's uh, it's amazing. People are chatting about Bitcoin and Nostr and mostly nothing else. So please uh, gardening tips, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever you do, you know, uh, biohacking, uh, whatever people do in their 
actual real lives, please come to the social network and uh, kind of broaden the topics that are discussed because right now it's basically a commit log of Nostra clients plus some shit posting about Bitcoin. Uh, but it's great. The user interface is amazing. It's uh, it's mind-blowing how, how it grew and uh, how it developed just over a few months. So uh, this is uh, cypherpunk tech. So let's use it. All right. Uh, sovereignty. Uh, I think in parallel there is a, a, a workshop going on about uh, home nodes. Uh, we should be more independent from centralized providers, especially if they're surveillance companies. Uh, we can do things with these home nodes that we can just put somewhere, you know, under the... Uh, I tried to convince uh, AI to uh, create a, a picture um, with a note and a small bonsai on top of it, but the bonsai can, kind of grew <laughs> out of proportion. Uh, but uh, we can have this small machine. Um, many people have them actually, like uh, network attached storage. Um, we can store files, documents, photos. Um, we can... Uh, we can do backups there. Uh, we can do online live document collaborations, which is most people use things like Google Docs. But no, we can we can use things like Nextcloud uh, uh, to actually do things like this. Uh, we can have an v VPN endpoint, uh, so we can uh, talk to our uh, other systems in our homes, such as turning on the lights or uh, uh, and and so on. Um, and of course, we can uh, we can have uh, our own bank in our home nodes, so we can uh, have uh, lightning wallets for the whole family, so we don't need to open channels for you know all the uncles, nieces, and uh, whatever grandparents and so on. Uh, we can have a little bit of a DeFi infrastructure. So if you, uh, as I said, I'm shorting fiat. Uh, for that, I need to monitor my collateral position. Uh, I do it from my home node. I don't use a centralized service because I don't want third parties to know about my uh, collateralized position. Um, and then we, of course, do uh, the things that we do, smart alarms and so on. Um, of course, uh, we can also run social network nodes. So if you use Matrix for uh, messaging, uh, you can run your, um, your Matrix uh, home server. Uh, you can uh, run an Oster server, which is called a Relay. Uh, so I suggest uh, you look into this. Uh, there's a lot of development going on. Uh, what I would like to see is more integrated things that will uh, give you one box with uh, all the things that a normal cypherpunk needs in their lives. <laughs> all right. Um, Another thing that that I really like um, that people are doing is decentralized energy production. I'm uh, using uh, solar energy. It's not only good for the environment, but it's uh, especially good for you. Um, if you look at it from financial perspective, what you are doing is uh, you are basically hedging the price of energy. So you invest in uh, in this. Uh, um, 
in this uh, technology uh, you put it on your roof or anywhere uh, where the sun shines and it's a good place uh, i personally finance it from collateralized loans i'm not going to sell my bitcoin because i want solar energy so shorting fiat please do it um, and uh, then basically you prepaid energy for uh, for the future so if there's an energy crisis if every crazy person starts charging their uh, electric cars <laughs> uh, and the grid falls apart you don't care because uh, you don't care about the grid you are uh, using uh, this type of energy and uh, you are um, uh, you are uh, especially if you if you also have a battery uh, then you can help your neighbors uh, help them charge their phones when the grid is down um, highly recommend looking into it um, uh, for me it's not a money saving thing uh, it's mostly about independence and i think that the centrally managed uh, grids are uh, not very resilient and it's not possible to easily uh, go through this transformation which will happen um i think we need uh, improvements uh, in user interface and capabilities of cryptocurrencies uh when uh, uh, you go uh, here to czech republic I, i'm not from czech republic and if you take your whatever visa mastercard and you want to pay you don't understand uh, what uh, 570 czech crowns means i don't i have no idea it's you know just some kind of shell money that i don't use but I can just uh, tap my card and the banks talk to each other, convert whatever shitcoin to whatever other shitcoin, and it just happens. Uh, we are very tribal in cryptocurrency. So, you know, if you have a Lightning wallet, it will never, you know, interact with a Monero network because that's uh, uh, not clean enough. Uh, I think we need to get rid of this thinking and we should be able to scan any kind of QR code and pay with our wallet whatever shell money, shell crypto money <laughs> the other party wants. Uh, we we need the software to figure it out. We don't, uh, we cannot, you know, think, oh, should I pay with Lightning or Monero or Litecoin? Oh, what are the on-chain fees? You know, none of these. Send, scan, okay transaction done paid thank you uh, you got what you wanted i sent what i want uh, to use and that's it uh there are some other things that i would like to see uh i think uh, it's better to uh, what, what what's the time uh you're good you still have time you totally have as much time as oh, okay perfect so um i will say one thing uh, uh from from this uh but Okay, uh, we need better inheritance solutions. People die. Uh, it's uh, very nice uh, if they leave something to their uh, children and family. Um, I think we need uh, collateralized loans uh, because uh, that is a good way to avoid selling your Bitcoin. And if you don't sell your Bitcoin, you don't have to uh, take care of taxis. I really like Firefish Project here. Uh, so go to their talk. They're doing exactly this. Uh, one uh, thing that is very important is scaling the Lightning Network. It cannot rely on opening on-chain channels for everyone. It will not work. We have already seen that this is a problem. I wrote a, a blog about uh, being able to uh, expand the Lightning Network beyond uh, the Bitcoin blockchain. I suggested the first uh, good thing uh, to do is use Liquid for some channels. 
uh, this does not break any um, any trust uh, uh, assumptions. So basically, it's one Lightning network. If a merchant wants to receive Bitcoin on chain uh, backed uh, Lightning uh, Sats, uh, then they receive just what they needed and there is a transparent bridge. So basically you have a backing on Bitcoin blockchain, you have backing on liquid. There's a bridge, the unit of account is the same and it's one network and the payment can go through multiple um, multiple channels, of course, and they can be backed on different chains. So if you want to receive your first $10 on your Lightning wallet, please do not open the channel on main chain. It will be too expensive. And uh, I hope that uh, at least some wallets will integrate this solution because for $10, you really don't need super secure uh, Bitcoin backing and you probably want just uh, for it to be cheap. Um, so this is possible. I wrote a blog about it. Uh, if you do anything with Lightning, uh, please do it. And the last part, uh, we all need to live our lives. We all want to be a little bit better. And we want to kind of project these values in uh, other aspects of our lives. So many, many cypherpunks do things like unschooling, uh, voluntarist parenting, uh, uh, many people are into personal growth, um, uh, lifespan extension, biohacking, and so on. Um, I really recommend uh, not uh, kind of uh, playing cypherpunk and working for a corporation as an employee. Uh, try to get out of the hierarchies. Uh, try try to uh, be in this peer-to-peer situation also in your work relationships, creative relationships, and of course, personal relationships, but they're mostly peer-to-peer -peer often. There are things uh, uh, like nonviolent communication and so on. So we all want probably to be uh, happier, uh, uh, happy or happier. Uh, we probably want to uh, live productive, creative lives on our own terms. And uh, these technologies, uh, uh, if we actually use them, can provide a uh, as liberty uh, that is something that uh, we do not have uh, in common with majority population they don't give a shit about liberty uh, most of the people actually want uh, comfort, uh, safety, and these other things. That's why they vote for politicians. Uh, we don't do that, but we have options how to uh, how to opt out, how to break the OODA loop <laughs> um, of uh, of the other side, and uh, how uh, how to um, um, we have option how to uh, how to get our freedom. But we need to think about uh, these other things to actually live a happy life all right thank you very much i hope you enjoyed uh, this presentation of cypherpunk visions and trends the the uh, the ebook that uh, was the inspiration for this talk and uh, a source of this talk is available on my e-shop you can you can find it under the video it's hackyourself.io slash shop and uh, it contains a little bit more content than than what I could fit in this presentation. So if you if if you find found it interesting and uh, like to think about these topics, then I highly recommend checking this short ebook. It's I think around forty pages, so a quick read. 
Uh, also, I highly recommend uh, you check out my book, Cryptocurrencies Hack Your Way to a Better Life. Uh, this book is available also in print uh, and also as an ebook. And it's available in English, but also Slovak, which is my native language. I think you have noticed the accent. And uh, also in Spanish now. So uh, if you are not living in Europe, I recommend uh, that you uh, check the print version on Amazon because they do print on demand and they will ship it to you faster and print it locally. It's also more environmentally friendly. Uh, if you read ebooks, uh, I only read ebooks because books uh, are printed on cellulose and uh, heavy and take a lot of space. So my ebook reader can handle many more books. Uh, those you can buy on my eShop as well. And you can pay for both Cypherpunk visions and trends and cryptocurrencies have your way to a better life, of course, with Bitcoin Lightning and also Bitcoin on-chain, if you insist, and also Monero. So choose whatever uh, cryptocurrency you want. Uh, I think I still accept credit cards as well, but uh, if you... Uh, want to show gratitude for my work, I uh, much prefer uh, earning Bitcoin or Monero. So thank you very much and uh, have a nice day. If you are a regular listener of this podcast or if you found a value in this podcast, there is a really easy way to show your support and help us grow. Download any podcasting 2.0 app such as Fountain or Breeze. They work both on iOS and Android. And then follow the Option Plus podcast and start listening. You can share your thoughts on this episode by sending a boost. That's like a payment with a message. And see what other listeners have to say or create clips of the best moments. Getting started is easy. You can top up your fountain or breeze wallet with a Bitcoin Lightning transaction or even a bank card. I hope this podcast brings value to you and it would be great if you can support this podcast by paying us this value. You probably spent some time listening to it, so you already demonstrated it is not worthless. So it would be nice to reward the podcaster, in this case me, with what this podcast is worth to you. The alternative for podcasters such as me is advertising and with podcasts that are created for the sake of advertising, you become the product and not the customer. I would personally like you to remain a customer, not a product, and I would like your support in allowing this podcast to continue in a sustainable way. Try it out. Thank you for listening.